Welcome to the Vinyl Preacher, your weekly podcast where we talk about the Bible and even make a playlist. I'm Matt Cato, pastor on sabbatical from St. Mark's Luther Church for one more week. One more week, man. Pretty exciting stuff. I'm uh, Zach Paris. I'm coming to you. Hi, bub. Uh, the beautiful streets of the Paris of the South. Uh, Asheville, North Carolina. He just couldn't wait to use that, huh? I couldn't. I couldn't. I've got new buttons on the soundboard. After last week's edition of NBA Jam on TVP. Wow. Wow, that's really exciting because the NBA season is starting soon, and this is uh, an NBA Jason podcast. Yep, this is probably the premier podcast for folks who are interested in uh, macro-level NBA takes and uh, the lectionary, the revised common lectionary. It's pretty great. Uh, just a little update. I was at uh, the Oasis, our theological you went to gathering the, i was wondering i was there last week uh out in the desert and uh and i talked to somebody who listens to the podcast she said i've been listening to your podcast shout out to pastor libby denton out there and she said it's kind of funny though you guys talk about the nba for like the first 10 minutes and then <laughs> you get into the lectionary i was like yeah yep that's our jam zach that's what we do a literal nba jam <laughs> I got a text from my brother this morning uh, with a great Twitter thread on all the NBA City Edition jerseys, most of which are pretty terrible. Uh, You should look them up later. I should have sent them to you before the podcast so we could review them because you would have enjoyed that. Uh, Looks like Buzz City again for the Hornets, so that's that's fun. Uh, Atlanta has some Times New Roman, uh, which is pretty great stuff. I always love to see the bad ones because that's that's really the most entertaining. It's uh, probably not going to talk a lot about Bus City this year. Uh, it's been pretty bad off season. Um, <laughs> well, they made Michael Jordan a lot of money, so we made Michael Jordan a lot of money, and there are a lot of results. If you Google uh, Charlotte Hornets, all caps, <laughs> and the legal system, <laughs> not good. It's not good. No, they just drafted somebody uh, who's been sure. Yeah, yeah. Involved. Well, in you the- could stick. You could stick with the Nuggets for another year. Hey, Nuggets till I die until the Hornets get good. Nuggets uh, City Edition jersey, by the way, it's uh, just a number on the front. Can you guess what number that is? Uh, 76? 5280. Oh, 5280. <laughs> so dumb. I know it's your favorite uh, recurring Nuggets bit. It is. It is. Uh, it's 5,280 feet or in a mile, folks. That's what they're going after. I would like it if they, they bucked things and went metric and it said 1609, <laughs> 1609 meters are in a mile. Oh, wow. Wow. Full disclosure, uh, preachers, the home floor of the Denver Nuggets is not at 5,280 feet. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's below that. Probably it's about below 100 that. Yeah. Well, that's all I got in the NBA this week. You got any? You got any more? To- <laughs> no, just sad things on the NBA. Just that. Just, not just that. Mm-hmm. What else we got to cover this week? I don't. I don't even know. Are you? Are you still basking in the glow? How was you too? Any? Any further revelations? 
Yeah, it was really fun to go to a conference right after going to the show because I got to wear my T-shirt on day one. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, I just get to continue basking in the glory and telling everyone how yeah. uh, how fun it was. So that's that was pretty good. That was pretty great stuff. I enjoyed uh, reflecting on last week's episode. Uh, our friend uh, Adam Burnt, regular listener and live texter, he texts us live updates as he was listening to the show, which is my favorite <laughs> favorite thing to try to figure out what he's referring to um he texted us uh very cool about how dave matthew what are you texted it about I, dave, uh, <laughs> you too is catching up to dave matthews band <laughs> and the the part i thought was interesting was that adam responded with a complaint about dave matthews selling out uh after last week's conversation about how it's great how you don't want to sell out like that's the rock and roll thing is uh selling out is a bad thing and these days in order to make you know living bands have to sell so yeah monskin yeah yeah i thought it was a great headline you two catching up today matthew's man uh sadly the content of the article was we are competing uh over chart position on the what is it adult alternative radio yeah adult some kind of adult contemporary whatever that is currently i think they call it adult alternative to make us aging adults uh Uh, sound cooler but it's basically adult contemporary for our generation (laughs) and uh yeah i mean my band's old what can i say but uh it's a great song i'm glad it's hitting i like it (laughs) i like it Insect update, Matt. I'm pretty sure my yard is mostly composed of yellow jackets rather than grass because for the third time, Matt, I was stung by yellow jackets while trying to oh mow my lawn, while trying to just just trying to peacefully be the landed gentry that I am uh, and farm my grass. Yellow jackets again attacked me with their third different nest that they started. Wow. Buzz City right there around your home. Indeed, I'm living in Buzz City. <laughs> I, uh, we don't have no hornets here, um, but uh, mosquitoes, it's like mosquitoes have mm-hmm. taken over Los Angeles. When I moved here 10 years ago, let me tell you, there were no mosquitoes. We didn't have, that was not an issue that we had. I escaped it by moving out of the Midwest. We escaped yeah. mosquitoes, but now we have them. They've invaded the last couple of years. And because of all the rains that we got uh, in mm-hmm. August, uh, just these ankle biters, uh, and it's this particular strain. There've been all these articles about them. It's crazy. Mm. So many mosquitoes. Is it the malaria one? Uh, could be. <laughs> so that's great. That's great. Uh, also heard a story uh, from the New York Times podcast about how we're losing the battle to mosquitoes uh, worldwide. We used to be yeah, ahead of the game, you know, yeah. right? Like 20 years ago, we were like, yeah, we're beating mosquitoes. And now the mosquitoes have come back and they're beating us again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little terrifying, especially now that they've come to us. We did our best. Yeah. We did our best. <laughs> This is a stand-up bit that I really enjoyed about someone who double majored in um, environmental science and theater. Um, their only like marketable skills is uh, dramatically telling you that that uh, we're doomed. We're doomed, uh, which may may well relate to the texts this late in the year. We're doomed. Is uh, pretty much where we're going, I think. What do you what do you what do you want to squeeze out of this last week? sabbatical before you have to go get a job uh well i made a list that filled up uh, an eight and a half by 11 
uh, piece of paper. And Chris said, that's ridiculous. You can't get all those things done. <laughs> for the week. So it's really coming to terms with the fact that I'm not getting it all done. I'm not that's happen. important. Yeah. Uh, I would like to get that first sermon done so I don't have it like hanging over my head uh, next week. So I'm I'm going to be working all a little bit. Spring? Yeah, All Saints. Yep. Never yep. ever have you ever felt so bad? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So that's, um, yeah, getting ahead of the game a little bit. Um, and then there's just, you know, I don't know. There's like a bunch of stuff that's going to happen. We've got the girls' birthday party coming up this weekend. Uh, just, it's like closing up shop, just tying up loose ends here and there. Is it their birthday this weekend? No, it's another week, but, uh, another kid in their class claimed Mm -hmm. their birthday weekend, uh, like, like a month ago. And because they got the first, we went a week early. (laughs) Are you sure they were born in December? (laughs) No, November 7th, y'all, November 7th. Really? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I take pride in my... The job I do as a godparent. Yeah, me too. Uh, me too. Zach. The main too. thing that churches are getting ready for, though, Matt, we're going to switch gears into the professional part of the podcast. The main thing, there's a big festival coming up. Every church needs to deal with it. Uh, how is your church going to engage it, especially this year? And that is uh, Halloween. Matt, Halloween is coming up. It's a big church holiday. <sighs> what are people going to do? Man, we used to do the coolest time in the house. It was wild. Uh, and then it fizzled out after a couple of years. You know, these things have a life cycle. And uh, not doing the it without life cycle you. came to an end. Uh, it was always my favorite thing. Dear listener, this is your first time hearing me tell this story. Uh, the first time we did this, there was a line of people out the door waiting to enter into our narthex where we had set up a haunted house. We had an inflatable demon dog head over the front doors of the church line of people waiting to pass through this demon dog head and enter the gates of hell line of people down the block uh i'd never seen that on a sunday morning but i sure saw it when they were waiting to go through the demon head into the gates of hell so you know yeah just to be clear by the way when i say gates of hell this was not one of those uh scare you into salvation haunted houses it was just just your classic uh let's put up some creepy sounds black out the windows uh, and have a fog machine. Uh, fun times. Uh, it was it was pretty great stuff. But yeah, we don't do that anymore. Um, just kind of, I don't know, it fizzled. And now I, I don't know, Zach. It's not a big debate here. We're just like it's, no, it's Halloween. They just let it go. Huh? Do you have Do you have big debates? Uh, I I know you're in a different context now. We used to be in. We used to both be out west. Mm-hmm. Uh, with yeah. there were different debates happening. Now you're in Christendom again, out there, out east. I, I've reentered and, Christendom. Uh, and what's it like? I don't know. I'm going to find out because um, I was surprised that my uh, big church um, Halloween experience uh, came in Bakersfield where our church was in a, uh, a pretty poor Hispanic neighborhood where Halloween was a huge deal. I'd never experienced Halloween that big before. And we did trunk or treat and, um, it was crazy because there were, like you said, Matt, a million people there. We had this like morning, Saturday morning um, breakfast program where we like fed kids from the neighborhood and that had been around for a very long time. And so we had these like long lasting relationships with with folks in the neighborhood and uh, mothers and grandmothers and like siblings would bring kids and they they'd, uh, get breakfast, but we never saw like the rest of the family, you know? And um, I mean, I'm only too stereotypical, but it's what it was like. 
but on Halloween, I got to see like the, the dads and stuff, right? And like, you know, like hard dudes, like just like, you know, they're all wearing like the 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 wife beater and got neck tattoos and stuff, right? But like, they're playing the games with my little like, blue haired Midwest ladies uh, out of their trunks and stuff, you know. So it was really it was really cool. <laughs> uh, but then I really remember driving home that night, like leaving, and it was still going, like on the east side of Bakersfield. And their people were just everywhere in the streets, like out trick or treating or whatever, Halloweening. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see. Uh, I've seen more of the uh, of the Salvation Damnation uh, haunted houses out here. Yeah, so, those exist. Uh, yeah, maybe I can go to one. I've fun. never seen one in the wild. I've heard people talk about them, but I didn't know they really existed. Oh, real things, Matt. Real things. I think Halloween's probably a pretty big deal in Asheville. Because it's kind of, it's got a Halloween town. Like there's, you know, there are towns that have Halloween vibes, you know, right? Like mm. we typically they're kind of like party towns. Like, and this is kind of a party town. So uh, I'm guessing it'll be a big deal. Mm. I don't know out in our neighborhood, like what it'll be like. So we've got our, our family costume ready to go. Uh, you should check out uh, the Vinyl Spouse's uh, new Etsy shop, uh, Quady Made. You can check it out. She's got lots of things. The things she's been making lately, though, are incredibly detailed uh, bluey costumes for the family. Um, so I look forward to being Bingo. Is is that who I will be at? Is that the father? Is Bingo? Is Chili's no. Mother? Bandit is the father. Bandit. Excuse me. Get it right, Zach. Bandit. Bluey. I got a week to practice my lines. <laughs> well done. Bluey is a good costume. Oh, 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 here's a Christendom quote note, Matt. Uh, the elementary school where my daughter goes is having a harvest festival this week. Yes. I suspect harvest it's not festival. a Halloween festival because of, because of concern for religious uh, folks who would be offended by uh, ghosts and ghouls and the occult. But they do they still wear costumes? We'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find out on Friday. I'll, I'll report back. We're just celebrating the harvest. What are you harvesting out there besides vinyl records? Yeah. Uh, yellow jackets. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, uh, the real question is not whether you celebrate Halloween or harvest. It's whether you celebrate ordinary time or Reformation Sunday. Oh, one of the biggest <laughs> debates. Tearing the church apart What a debate. Well, I see you've given us the gospel texts for each one of those options. So uh, hopefully this will be useful to you preachers, whichever you choose. And if you choose not to use uh, either of these lectionary options, may God have mercy on your soul. (laughs) That's what we're going to do. We should have a vinyl preacher, haunted house, and the big scare at the end is the scenario of lectionary. Uh, that joke would have been so much better like seven years ago <laughs> yeah narrative lectionary has fallen out of favor huh not as, well, I mean I just don't think it's it. a I mean well I think one thing you know what's on the ascendancy though a sanctified art which is still not sponsoring yeah. us <laughs> but I'll bring them up we'll bring them up uh, anyway fr- friend of the pod Sarah Speed, who was who was a guest on the podcast, I believe, a couple years Sarah ago. Speed, R, Sarah R. Speed? That's what it yeah. is. So when, uh, so when I start Advent, I will also be leaving the lectionary because that's what they're doing for Advent this year. 
uh, which is a good idea because then you, you, they're going to give us all the narrative stuff from Luke instead of just this random apocalyptic stuff. I don't know. Take it or leave it. But, you yeah. know, you fu- it's like an alternative lectionary. So I feel like those are kind of on the ascendancy while the narrative kind of falls. Yeah. What people come to this podcast for tracking lectionary popularities. Do whatever you want. Who cares? Anyway, we're talking about the Revised Common Lectionary, uh, which is uh, proper 25 if you're staying with Ordinary Time. So I'll take that one. Matthew, great name for a gospel, 22, 34 to 46. It's another battle royale skirmish, really, between uh, Jesus and some of these religious leaders. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they stepped up to the plate. They gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now, while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them this question. What do you think of the Messiah? Whose son is he? And they said to him, the son of David. And he said to them, how is it then that David, by the Spirit, calls him Lord, saying, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If David thus calls him Lord, how can he be his son? No one was able to give him an answer. Nor from that day did anyone dare to ask him any more questions. Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ. So, yeah, Jesus once again sparring, this time with Pharisees. Doing a little back and forth gives them, uh, gives us something uh, helpful here. It seems like, I mean, I say it's like this apocalyptic season and uh, we'll get there. We'll get, we'll get more into it in Matthew. We had a little bit of it before. This one, a little bit more, I don't know, a little bit more tame. I mean, it's love, love the Lord your God, love your neighbor as yourself. On the surface, it seems pretty simple. Um, And then then we get this little, he throws it back at them uh, and does a little verbal wordplay, which I'm not sure what to do with that uh as far as preaching it just seems like he's showing off <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh yeah yeah robert molina uh, argue that this back and forth that we catch the back end of here is uh an allusion to the the passover meal questions mm-hmm. that um that they're kind of four questions asked at the meal the first son or the last son Ask, is it lawful? And so that happens early on in um, earlier in chapter 22 when they ask if it's lawful to pay uh, taxes to the emperor. But the second son, second son always the wicked son, the Loki, if you will, uh, in the resurrection, whose wife of the seven brothers will uh, this woman be? This is a mocking kind of question. And then the third, a perfect, well rested son, asks uh, the question concerning general moral principles. What is the greatest commandment? And the fourth son is a child too young to ask. Uh, and so the question is asked by the father, in this case, Jesus. Uh, and it's about Israelite history. And so he goes, uh, Jesus asks, what do you think of the Messiah? Uh, whose son is he? Um, 
But I don't know. So there's some background that doesn't necessarily help you preach it. But <laughs> we'll make you look good at the Bible study in Sunday school. True. True enough. True enough. Is it good news? I mean, the commandment thing is good news, right? It does a good part of like a job of, of how the law can be good news here, I think. Um, which is, you know, the limit of the Lutheran quote unquote paradoxical thinking, right? Um, there's law and gospel, but they're always opposed to one another, but that they that tension can be contained in in in, in a one, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that this is a law, but yet it proclaims good news is if you're a neighbor, um, right? Yeah, for sure. And especially, I think even on Reformation Sunday, even if you choose this text, because um, you might like it better, it can still be a Reformation text, right? I mean, one thing that um, that might follow from this is that um, if we've got a bunch of adiaphora, it can all be reshaped um, by these these core principles, right? That we read all the law on these commandments, hang all the law on the prophets. Um, and so if we return to these first principles, love the Lord your God, love your neighbor as yourself. Um, from time to time, we have to let those two greatest commandments reshape the rest of the things that we do. Um, and so it's also, I mean, on the one hand, yep, it's law. We got to reshape. We got to be constantly reforming. Uh, on the other hand, it also frees us from, you know, all the ways that those, those things kind of build up over time. Um, and become things that were once life-giving uh, have become a kind of albatross around our neck. And so um, these these commandments can can free us as well um, and can can reform the rest of what we do. So periodically in the life of any community and maybe your faith community as well, um, these love commandments uh, can reshape everything else. So look at everything that you do in light of these two. Um, and it might give us some opportunity to think about things in some new creative ways. And so maybe that's one way to approach the sermon this Sunday, if you want to give it a kind of Reformation bent and still use these texts. The other Reformation-y thing to say, I think, is is to say that um, Jesus is using the old form, right? Uh, And he's reforming it with uh, what he's got going on here. So using that old Passover kind of liturgical form, um, it's not a completely new thing here, right? He's... Mm. It's connected with with the past, and so there's some Reformation angles for you to get into there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing that I think uh, might work for your Halloween stuff is this is on the tales of a, a spooky story, right? Um, Jesus silenced the Sadducees in response to directly before this the question about this woman marries a man, uh, he dies, she gets married, has to marry the brother, he dies, and, and she marries seven sons, uh, seven brothers, and so the question is whose wife will she be in the resurrection? Uh, which is an asinine question. Right? It's wild. <laughs> it is a wild question. We got people dying all over the place, very spooky, and then we're worried about what will happen uh, when they all are resurrected as zombies. So, uh, if you're looking for a Halloween take, that's your Halloween take. You got it right here. Um, uh, to tie back to our Halloween stories, which are always really interesting, right? Like, I think you know, it's not nothing. Like the day is when people line up to go to your church, you got to pay attention to that. Um, because uh, I'm willing to bet, Matt, St. Mark's did not have the best uh, haunted house in South Los Angeles. Um, you don't think so? In terms so? of, like, show. 
<laughs> I'm willing to bet somebody did it better. There was a somebody a little closer to the sphere, the haunted sphere, than than fog machine and demented dog. Um, I don't know, man. Depends on your definition of best. I mean, when I when I first walked in and they had uh, Barbie dolls with ketchup all over them, I said, "Oh, this is what we're doing here." All right, my first year at St. Mark's. It's just wow, something. Wow. Um, I, I feel pretty certain we didn't have the best uh, trunk or treat in Bakersfield, uh, and yet there's something right. Like uh, somehow we found a thing that people were interested in questions they were concerned with rather than perhaps questions about uh, whether we were going to observe. We didn't get like a big public response and we had committee meetings about whether to, to do Reformation Sunday or, or keep the lectionary uh, on that Sunday. Uh, so I see that kind of movement, Jesus being like, hey, you remember guys, you were asking like really asking a question uh, earlier today. Uh, this is what it's actually about. So there's a recentering that moves and happens here. So. Um, yeah, what can you learn from what people want at Halloween? Not a consumeristic way, like you necessarily right, but like, hey, you gotta if you're the church, you gotta figure out what is people are coming, what's motivating them. I mean, you it's your job to figure out what that is. It's your job to figure out what that is. Wow, what a responsibility. Yeah, you have a job, turns out, preacher. I mean, the thing that I loved about it, it was just such a community event, which you see on Halloween. I mean, I saw it last year in the went mm-hmm. to a trick-or-treating neighborhood. Just all the people out and about. It's so incredible. Um, on the scary side of things, I will say I'm blanking on all the interesting points that were made. But uh, Christian Century last month, the cover story was all about horror. And it was great. They had a whole bunch of articles oh, yeah. about uh, horror from a spiritual perspective. And it was it was really great. I read it. It was riveting. So highly recommend it. If you have access to the online uh, stuff, uh, go check it out. Moving on to John 8, Matt. Pretty familiar if you've been on the lectionary block a few times in the Lutheran tradition. Then Jesus said to uh, the Judeans who had believed in him, if you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth. And here you go. Uh, Jesus lifting lines from Dr. King, uh, and the truth will make you free. Uh, and they answered him, we are descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. Which is, a, again, an asinine thing to say. Uh, what do you mean by saying we'll be made free? Jesus answered them, very truly, I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. Uh, the gospel of the Lord, man. Praise to you, O Christ. Yeah, this is uh, this is nuts. Uh, so they've, they've got this. They've got this amnesia. They've uh, forgotten their own history. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, what's fascinating is Jesus. You, you would think the obvious answer would be to remind them of that history, uh, but he doesn't do that. He zigs instead of zags, mm-hmm. and uh, and just again gives them a completely different answer, which is uh, it's an interesting move, Jesus. Interesting move. I think this is a, an unexpected text for Reformation, even though it's the same every year. Because uh, if you if you soaked in all the trappings of Reformation Sunday, right? Like you you did all the reading on it, and you and you listened to all the music and stuff, right? Like you, it would be really backwards looking, right? Uh, in the same way, you expect Jesus to be like, "Hey, remember that thing? 
Um, but here, I think it's a helpful reminder that turns you and says that the point of all of this is freedom, which, I, which is to me is unexpected. It's not what I expect with Reformation Sunday. And so I think the challenge for you, dear preacher, is to, um, if you're going to do the Reformation thing, you're going to do the Lutheran Reformation thing, um, you got to figure out how that's centrally, almost in the way that other gospel reading Jesus centers things on that on those commandments. You center this, that the whole point of it is freedom, and that that's a worthwhile thing, a real thing uh, to pursue. Amen. Yeah. Um, to put freedom at the at the center of it. Um, and I think like that last, uh, like like the other gospel text, um, where you reminded us that Jesus is using this this ancient form that is not doing something completely new, um, but kind of staying rooted in that Jewish tradition um, here too. It's there's a, there's a go back and get it uh, aspect to this. There's a, there's a, to use the African-American phrase, the Sankofa aspect of this, that Jesus is using this, like we've got this story, but the descendants of Abraham and this, this, uh, although they don't remember the history, it's all over the text. I mean, the reader, the reader should get it immediately. Um, so there is this sense of going back to something that's already there in the tradition and allowing that thing that's back there to set us free in a new way. Um, so it's not forgetting what came before, but it is, uh, going back, finding that truth, uh, and letting that truth set you free. So your community free, by the way, when we say you, I think it's you plural. Mm. Not you singular. Maybe you singular. Maybe both. I don't know. I like it. I like it, man. We did it, yes. Well, man, I think we did it. I think the preachers are all prepared. Crush it. Um, and so now I ask you, man, uh, what are you listening to this week? Uh, well, Zach, I know that you love uh, any artist named Zach or Brian uh, or any combination. Did you get a Luke for me? A Luke and again, a yell. Yeah, Luke. Luke also important. Uh, reference to a Jason Isbell story that Zach told on previous podcasts. Go back and listen to them all, dear listener. But this week, uh, Zach Bryan showed up in the New York Times podcast, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's that's pretty good stuff." And I went back. He's got a new EP that he just dropped with a duet with uh, Bonnie Vare, uh, who I believe that we saw at Coachella. Did we see that at that? You didn't see it. It was just me. Well, Bonnie Bear. It's great. Uh, So this is Zach Bryan featuring Bonnie Bear with a song called Boys of Faith uh, on an EP called Boys of Faith. Uh, So go and check that out. Um, And then I felt like I went through the new releases on Spotify looking for theological titles. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mustafa has a song called Name of God. And I think it actually fits this text, right? Where Jesus is asking, what do you think of the Messiah? and uh, yeah, someone put that on there. Mustafa, name of God. And then finally, thinking about freedom, I'm sure we have put this on the podcast many times before, but Florence and the Machines, free is a fantastic song. It's like the sound of freedom, just like right in that song. It's so good. So good. So uh, put that one on to help guide your Reformation text. That's the one I recommend the most. I like it, Matt. I don't know if you got to see, uh, but I thought it was pretty good. Our friend, uh, the Bad Bunny. On uh, SNL? It was great. On SNL. <laughs> you get to see it? It was really good, right? Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed, um, I mean, the 
the mother and the aunt uh, with Pedro Pascal, pretty fantastic. Just the what they do with the English and Spanish uh, together, like it's just it was comedy gold, uh, and no subtitles, like just fantastic stuff. Subtle, I don't know how subtle it is, but it feels a little like, like I don't think I think it's super like we saw it at Coachella, right? Like his use of language is incredibly intentional. I think, yeah, yeah, right. Like how, like he asked at, at the beginning of the Coachella, Coachella show at some point, like, do you want me to speak in English or Spanish, right? And uh, and then he spoke in Spanish the rest of the show, right? Um, similar, I think it, it you could read it as like, oh, he's just more comfortable in Spanish. But I think he's, you know, I think he's super intentional yeah. about using language that way. Yep. Um, I really enjoyed the Shrek one, the Shrek show. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do a sketch about Shrek? I don't know. You said Shrek. I don't know. <laughs> it's great. got to be here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so uh, I'm going to put new single uh, Monaco on there uh, because uh, it's a little bit about freedom. Because, uh, of course, you hit there. Nobody knows what's going to happen mañana. Or uh, nadie sabe lo que va a pasar mañana. Uh, pretty good one. Check it out. Uh, then I uh, I made a dumb joke with my family uh, that referenced E6 Inside Out, a 1998 <laughs> classic. And um, sure, did your seven-year-old daughter get that right away? No, but we had to show her, and she loves the feature of Spotify where it shows you all the words and it, it, it turns into karaoke. Yeah, so we started yeah. playing and singing uh, "Inside Out" as a family together, and um, I think it fits this week. You want to put my tender heart in a blender, watch it spin around to a beautiful oblivion. What is that? It's not love. Great. Turning into freedom. That. Uh, so I'm gonna put E6 uh, uh, with uh, "Inside Out," and finally, Matt, I've had a big realization this week, um, and that is I figured out exactly how old I am, and some people might say, "Oh, well, you're." Um, you're clearly, um, you're 40 something, aren't you? 40 something, not yet, not yet, <laughs> not hadn't happened. Uh, I'm not sure the number, but I'm the exact age where most of the lyrics to all Goo Goo Doll songs are in my brain, even though I'm not a, a, a fan of them. At all. Because from E6, clearly, we went on to, to Goo Goo Dolls mm-hmm. and start playing Goo Goo Doll songs, and I was surprised myself because oh, I know all the words to these songs. Uh, so I'm going to put Goo Goo Dolls' uh, name on there because um, uh, there's some freedom in there too. Uh, you never knew their names. I won't tell them your name. Oh, such a good song. You just keep playing. You're like, oh, that's a good one too. Should have They were in town. I should have seen them. Oh, I should have done it. Should have done it. Good stuff. Well, good playlist. Where can we find that playlist? Is it on Spotify? It's on Spotify. You just go to that same link every week. I've changed it on over. And uh, you can get some uh, hot songs. <laughs> I didn't give you enough opportunities to use those. Uh, no, maybe, maybe next. Maybe next week. <laughs> Basketball season's just starting. I'm sure there'll be plenty of time for NBA jamming. Oh, can't wait. Well, it's been real. Real. Oh, right. Ooh.